Hi everyone, this is Pastor Brett with SBBC, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Growing in Grace. We hope that you find the same joy and conviction listening to these as we have experienced in our preparation. As we looked at last week, the vast majority of people on this planet believe that there is a God or gods of some kind or another. Because of this and the sin in man's heart, there has been an intense debate and division over which God is real and which ones are no more than idols. The God of the Bible is not one that we can fully understand this side of heaven. However, that doesn't mean that God hasn't revealed what we need to know in the world around us and within his scripture. Throughout scripture, we see a wonderful glimpse into who God really is and how he functions. This is an immense blessing and necessity for our salvation. God says time and again that he wants you to know him and he wants to have a growing relationship with you. There are many ways that God describes himself throughout the Bible and we will simply be scratching the surface of this topic today. The foundation of our belief is that the God of the Bible is a personal, loving, forgiving, just, perfect, holy, and sovereign God being made up of three equal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. With this in mind, where do we go from here? Clearly, this is not going to be an exhaustive explanation of the issue at hand, but we will do what we can to be as thorough as possible while taking our jet tour through Scripture. Because of the importance of this topic, we should give the time and effort to understand it the best that we can. I cannot stress enough how important this is and how often we overlook it or take it for granted. The Bible is clear that eternal life is obtained through the knowledge of the true God and Jesus Christ. To illustrate this fact, I would like to read a few verses for you. In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, it says that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Again, in Acts chapter 4, and verse 12, it says that, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Again, in Acts chapter 10 and verse 43, it says, Of him all the prophets bear witness that through his name everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. And finally, again, from the mouth of Jesus himself, in John chapter 14 and verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Throughout the Christian world, many people claim to believe that God exists, but if you ask them to give you any specifics about what he's like or what he does, you're likely to be given a variety of differing views and opinions, but very little biblical truth. Statistically speaking, there are an astonishing small number of people who have beliefs of God's character that match scripture. To combat this, as faithful believers, we need to cast blind faith aside and have the self-discipline to know what God says about himself. By this point of history, we can easily see that there are many belief systems and a considerable amount of confusion regarding our origins, moral standards, and ultimate outcome. You may be able to relate with me in that over the years, I have met people who believe that there are many gods, people who believe that there is no god, people who worship idols, people who openly worship demons, people who worship institutions like sports and politics, and even people who worship themselves. Taking a quick glance at humanity, it is painfully obvious that we are longing for a sense of meaning and something bigger than us to provide protection, comfort, structure, and accountability. Simply put, 
we are wired for relationships and spirituality. Therefore, for us, it is a wonderful comfort to know that from the beginning, the Lord made himself known to mankind with the intention to foster a genuine and growing relationship with us. He has told us in his word that there is only one God, not many. He has also made it clear that by his very nature, he is unique and no other God is like him. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 5, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And again, later in Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9, it says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. No idol, no false god, and no man-made system of belief compares to the God of Scripture. He isn't one of many viable options. He is the only viable option. The Lord has called us to yield the affections of our hearts only to Him as we learn to love Him with all of our heart, soul, and mind. When I was little, I was like many little kids in that I would constantly wonder about what God did every day. I held a lot of innocent stereotypes as truth when I would picture him sitting on a large throne with white hair and a flowing beard, throwing lightning bolts, and even bowling. I had been told by a church member at a very young age that the sound of thunder was God actually bowling. Even putting aside the misconceptions that we learn as children, all of us have experienced that even as adults there are a lot of misguided thoughts floating around as to what the God of heaven spends his time doing. This is where the Bible comes in, because thankfully the scriptures make some of his actions and activities clear to us, so we will be able to accurately understand his work. There are three big ones that I want to focus on today. First, scripture teaches that God is a creator. Genesis 1-3 through gives us a wonderful detailed account of the creation of the universe, and later on in Psalm chapter 95 verses 4-5, through the psalmist says, In his hands are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Again, in Psalm 19 and verse 1, it says that the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. If you really want to dive into this and kind of start to get your head around the creative power of God, I encourage you to read the, the closing chapters of the book of Job where God puts on a wonderful display of exactly what he does and the power that he holds. The second point I want to bring to your attention is that scripture teaches us that God rescues and redeems his creation from the corruption and damage of sin. Galatians chapter 1 verses 3 through 5 says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And in Titus chapter 2 and verse 11, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. In regard to our salvation, it has been orchestrated by the Father, accomplished by the Son, and applied by the Spirit. It is this powerful and miraculous work that our God is doing on our behalf. One other thing that I want to point out to us today is that God is consistently working in our hearts to draw us to him. The very longing of our hearts serve as a testimony to our need for God. Both our existence and our joy are dependent on him and who he is. 
The deepest parts of our souls are crying out to be satisfied. We're longing for peace and contentment that cannot be obtained in any other way than through the relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. One of the core longings that we have is the longing for love. This world speaks frequently on love, but in reality it usually means lust or infatuation when it uses that word. These things can never fill the need that we have, because our hearts are longing for an abiding, unconditional love that isn't diminished by circumstances, and we find that in none other than Christ himself. We also long for relationship. Many people in this world make some of the most regretful decisions trying to satisfy this longing in a myriad of unhealthy ways. But our God, who eternally exists in a perfect relationship as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, invites us to find satisfaction for our own desire of healthy relationships through experiencing a real relationship with Him. We also long for peace. It's easy when we look around that we treat peace like it's a circumstantial pause of conflict. But our God offers a greater peace than that, one that's lasting and eternal. Through Christ, our souls can ultimately find rest, not only in this life, but especially in the next. The shame that once dominated our conscience is quieted, and now we hear the voice of God calling us blameless, because we've been forgiven and covered by the blood of Christ. Another longing that we all share is the end of pain and sorrow. Our Lord promises that he will bring a day to pass when sorrow, pain, and mourning will all come to an end. He will reign both on the throne of our hearts and on the throne of this earth, and he will be worshipped as God once again. If we're truly honest with ourselves, we know that there is a void in our lives that cannot be filled by anyone or anything other than our wonderful and true God. He has given us the privilege and ability to come to know him personally through his son, Jesus Christ, who took on flesh, walked among us, died and was resurrected for us, and intentionally made himself known so that we don't have to wander like dissatisfied, broken, lost sheep. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the overabundance of blessing that you continue to pour out to us. Even in uncertain times, even in the face of fear and brokenness, you continue to walk alongside us and draw us near to you. You set yourself apart by loving us and drawing us into a close, intimate, and growing relationship with you. Thank you for loving us enough that while we were yet sinners, your Son was sent to die and redeem us. We thank you and we praise you and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening, and if you would like to see more of our content, please visit us at our website, sbbcpittsburgh.org. That's s-b-b-c-p-i-t-t-s-b-u-r-g dot o-r-g, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel where you can find recent sermons and the entire series of Growing in Grace. Simply type in and search South Broadway Baptist Church, and you can continue to grow and learn alongside us. Thank you again, and until we meet again, may God bless you and keep you.